Thanks for downloading this podcast from Kingdom FM. This live interview was originally broadcast on the 8th of September 2010. Joining us live on the line just now, we have Danny Boy. Danny Boy is going to be at the Alhambra Theatre in Dunfermline this Friday evening with his By Royal Disappointment show. Danny, welcome to Kingdom FM. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this morning and taking time out of your uh, day. Let's talk a little bit about how you started in this stand-up game. Back in 1999, you got that Daily Telegraph Open Mic Award. That's right. And that was only a year after you started, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. It was, uh, I started, uh, I did my first gig in 1998, and then, uh, yeah, 99 was the Telegraph thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know how it all happened. <laughs> 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 but, but it could have all been very different, couldn't it? You could, you could have ended up... Yeah, it could have been sober. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a regular, reliable income and a steady job. No, you could have been a sports journalist. Yes, I, well, that was my very first uh, um, inclination when I graduated, was what I wanted to go into sports journalism. And uh, I, got, I actually got the job for a, a newspaper, and um, but it folded just before I got to... Just before it started. <laughs> so I, I was turned up at this office and there was people... You know, carrying out computers and sweeping up, and the janitor said, "No, this, this paper isn't happening anymore." So, my goodness, yeah, comedy seemed like the most obvious step after that. Yeah, that, well, maybe a slightly light-hearted step after that one. Yeah. Uh, so, from 1999 and the uh, the Telegraph's Open Mic Award, it's it's just really been getting bigger and bigger for you. But have you had shows where it's not gone exactly as you'd hoped? Words, I've had died. lots of shows like that. Yeah, I've had, in fact, more shows than not. Uh, yeah, it just, it's just—it's the weird thing about comedy because you kind of, obviously, you, you just—you're faced with a different crowd every time and a different different environment every time. And part of the fun, I think, is uh, is just, um, just trying to sort of establish a, a connection with an audience. It doesn't always work that way. I'm doing gigs in England at the moment as we speak, and. You know, some of the audiences just seem to stare at me for a bit and then walk away. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, you you literally put yourself in the spotlight every night, don't you? It's just you and it's the microphone and an audience, and it's, the audience has the, this expectation that you have to make them laugh. Uh, yeah, and, and do you they do. Sometimes that's um, yeah over-expectation on their part. <laughs> I mean, on a good night, it goes very well. I'm talking myself down. Yeah, no, I was just <laughs> going to say. People yeah. cancelling tickets to the show. It's all good. It's all funny, but it's, um, yeah, just so it, it's, it's part of the... Um, you, you know, no one's no one's hilariously funny every time they go on sure. stage uh, when you start doing comedy. But you start to find out ways of just making it more consistent. You know, yes. and uh, I'm fairly comfortable now, particularly with the Scottish audience, because I kind of uh, quite a lot of people come because they already sort of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So it's always it's always a bit of fun up there. And do you find you said you were in England at the moment doing gigs down there? And yes. uh, I know you've had lots of success down under as well in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and the likes. Uh, would you say generally that audiences react in a similar way to the the material, or do you have to change it for for your different uh, countries? I guess. Yeah, you do. Any? You do have to change it a bit. But I mean, generally speaking, you know, if a guy slips on a banana skin in Scotland, uh, and the same guy does it in India, you know, people are going to find it funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's finding the the same kind of um, humour that's universal. That's the hardest thing about what I do, just because I travel so much. It's, it's um, trying to find uh, the same funny bone in every country, and it's it's not always uh, doesn't always work. But yeah, and you mentioned there the banana skin, and that's uh, obviously a, a universal observational oh, uh, gag. I still, do it. I still use it. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> uh, but the. Uh, I, 
do you do, do you include in your act, um, or maybe you have to censor your act if if you see something from someone close to you? Do you think, oh, that would be absolutely fantastic, but I better not use it because uh, that person's never going to speak to me again? Yeah, I do, I do do that because I've got all my family lives in Scotland, and um, yeah. it's it's quite hard sometimes to not be um, <laughs> not talk about that because I know that. Even if they're not going to be there, there might be someone that they know is going to be there. And yeah. I don't want to get a call from my mum the next day just shouting and screaming at me for telling the story that we're, the, <laughs> that we're supposed to keep in, in the family vaults for years, you know? Bringing shame onto the whole family. There's nothing, <laughs> yeah. th- there are no critics harsher than family, are there? That's absolutely true. And there's also no audience harder than family either. Yeah. Uh, so just sort of sit there analysing. <laughs> yes. well, well, where did we go wrong? That's right. What did I do? What did I do? Why have I created a monster? <laughs> he could have been a doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I still think. My, I think. I think my dad still hopes somewhere deep down that I'm going to become a doctor or something <laughs> at some point. You're going to end up with a real job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for a long time when I started comedy, he used to just tell people, "Oh, he's, he's something to do with the theatre." <laughs> <laughs> he was just too embarrassed to say comedy. <laughs> he's the guy that winches the curtains open and closed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, by royal disappointment, is the show that you're bringing to the Alhambra this Friday. Aye. I know we've got some tickets to give away for that in the next hour. You're also uh, coming to Kirkcaldy Comedy Festival on the first of the Adam Smith with the same show. Tell us a bit right. about uh, by royal disappointment. Oh well, listen. The, 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 I mean, basically, when you come, you have to come up with show titles uh, back in sort of January, and I only had one story in my show at that point. You know, because I was building up the show, yeah. and really, it was about uh, a meeting I had with the Queen about four years ago in Edinburgh. And um, that so really that was <laughs> the whole show concept has come from that one story, and it sort of branches out um, to talk about all these sort of moments in our lives when we build ourselves up for those great meetings and those pivotal moments in our lives, and and usually mess them up. Uh, so that's sort of, that's sort of the conceit of the second half of the show, and the first half of the show is about my um, recent uh, time in the states. Yeah, oh, and yes, uh, of course, yeah, so yeah, it's just a kind of mix match of stories, really, and. It has a sort of overarching theme of of some moments of sort of real intense social awkwardness. Yes, that we all experience. Is that we all do the great universal observation that you were talking about earlier? And yes. Just, uh, just before we let you go, and thank you so much for taking time to speak to us today. But you mentioned there uh-huh. your time in America. Uh, you were on the. I know you were involved in the Las Vegas Comedy Festival, and on the bill, uh, names such as Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock. What was that yeah. like? It was very strange. I shared a lift with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. That was the first mistake I made, was calling it a lift. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what? You you call it a lift? Like, as in you lift something up? Um, (laughs) So he, he, uh, he, yeah, I shared an elevator with him for his, his, to use his language. And um, and that was it. That was the the only time I really met him because we weren't, we were all part of the same... um, uh, festival, but we didn't actually share the same stage. Okay. So, I mean, we were on the same stage, but not at the same time. Yeah, sure. But it was great. It was really amazing. Sounds fantastic. And I, I think I think my exact conversation between Jerry Seinfeld was what floor, and he went sixteen, and I went okay. <laughs> I pressed the button. Well, that I was it. I tell you what, that's more than most of us have had with Jerry Seinfeld. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. On to winner. You can name drop all you like. Yeah. Danny, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us today. I know you're at the Alhambra in Dunfermline this Friday. I'm sure the show is going to go fantastically well. And we look forward to hearing about the guy who slipped on a banana skin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Cheers, pal. Cheers, Thanks a lot. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.